Today I'm chatting with Yen Lu Chow, who's based in Singapore. Yen's a former Apple technologist and serial entrepreneur who, following a family tragedy, changed course some time ago and started to focus uh, more on, on health, well-being, mental health, uh, particularly around uh, youth circles. Yen launched a family foundation and also a number of other social impact initiatives, and he now devotes his time to serving society in various capacities. He's on a life mission to bring about a kinder, gentler, more inclusive, more just and sustainable world. We chat about you know, Yen's journey, how he went from a, from a, a technologist to someone focusing on, on mental health and well-being and what he's seeing in that sector today, uh, particularly around youth. Here's my conversation with Yen Lu Chow. Good afternoon, Yen Lu. Welcome to the Task Podcast. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you very much, Matt. Happy to be here and to talk about you know, issues that are pretty near and dear to my heart. Yeah, looking forward to it. We, we, um, you know, we chatted briefly last week, have been introduced through a mutual friend, and, and I've you know, since kind of looked at some of the work you're doing. I watched your TED Talk and um, I think as, as way of introduction, I, I will do a little intro on the podcast that I'll record afterwards. But, that, you know, for our audience, it'd be great to just give some background in terms of, of what you're doing. Um, there's, I mean, you've got Whole Tree Foundation, you've got Asia Institute of Mentoring, Deep Human Movement, Over the Rainbow. There's, there's a number of organizations you've either founded or a part of. So great just to get a bit of perspective on, on you know, where you're at, what you do and, and the things that get you up in the morning. So... Yeah, absolutely. Sure, sure. Yeah, happy to do that. So, yeah, well, you know, uh, how, where should I start? Um, well, Would you? I, yeah, well, you know, I, I mean, I, I've been on this uh, sort of what I call social change-making journey for about almost 10 years now. Uh, but before that, I was in a very different space, you know. Uh, I mean, I, I, was a, I was an engineer, a tech guy by training, um, you know, uh, studies and study in the U.S. Uh, spend quite a bit of time on the East Coast in the U.S. Uh, in Boston, Cambridge, and then spend some time in California with Apple. And uh, also, you know, and this, I worked on, you know, um, actually I worked on AI and AI in the early days, you know. So yeah, so this is a this is a bleeding edge stuff back then. Uh, I still, I still got, uh, I still got arrows on my back, you know, for being one of the early guys that work on this. But uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, so, so a number of years with Apple in this valley came to, came back to Asia and Singapore about twenty some years ago, and uh, been quite involved in the tech scene, you know, as uh, started multiple tech companies here. Um, uh, became uh, an, actually an angel investor, uh, you know, for, I don't know, uh, almost 15, 20 years now. Been, so been very active in the space, uh, mentoring, advising startups, tech, uh, tech startups, a lot of tech startups as well. And uh, started, a, you know, uh, co-founded a business angel fund uh, in partnership with Singapore government. And, and then about uh, well, almost 11 years ago, actually, uh, we had a, we had a, you know, in Singapore, we're, we're here in Singapore already for quite some time, and we, we had a, a family, a major family event, a uh, life event, a, a family tragedy. Uh, we 
we lost our son uh, who took his own life, suicide, uh, about 11 years ago, October. I can remember very, very well, October 22nd, 2009. Uh, I remember we got, a, you know, that evening, uh, about 10.30, we got a call, I remember from, from school. Somebody calls at 10.30 in the evening and say, who, who, who could that be so late? Uh, it was it was a director of international relationship, you know, who who dis disclosed us over the to us over the phone that uh, they found our son's body in an apparent suicide, and that, and then you know, the, yeah. So what happened after that was that we, of course, first of all it was a disbelief and denial, and then we uh, that evening we took the first night flight out of Singapore to 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 Perth. Australia, where our son was studying. He was studying overseas at the time. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, anyway, that was a, I, I always tell this story. That was the longest flight, you know, one can imagine as a parent. And, you know, of course, we're, the whole way we're hoping, uh, of course, couldn't get any sleep. I always were hoping that, you know, somebody had a mis made a mistake, you know, that, that police, had, maybe the police had made a mistake, maybe the school had made a mistake, maybe even God had made a mistake. But anyway, but that wasn't, meant to be, we, we landed and we came, you know, face to face we had, uh, with our fate. Uh, we had identified his body, we had a funeral at the school, you know, and, and we brought him home back with us to Singapore. Yeah, so I had a funeral, a little funeral here. So that, that after that, that, you know, the mental health became, uh, you know, uh, you know, our, 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 you know, it was, of course, the, 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 the worst thing that I can, you know, the worst, a parent's worst nightmare, but it would also through that, through that very, very dark and difficult time, we kind of, I, I kind of found, you know, my, my personal calling in life, in life, which is mental wellness, especially youth mental wellness. So we started the Family Foundation 10 years ago, actually, almost exactly 10 years ago. And out of that, which we, you know, we, we launched many, many social initiatives all around, primarily around youth, but not just. And it's all about well, uh, mental wellness, it's about well-being, that's why mentoring, that's why performing arts, that's why sustainability all, all now is part of my portfolio in this, on this social, nonprofit social journey. Yeah, so it's been 10, almost 10 years now, you know, since we started this whole thing. I was in a very different space, and now I'm in a completely different space. You know, of, and I think if you were talk about, and this is the thing that get me up in the morning, uh, every single day is, is what drives us, what drives me is, you know, what happened to us as parents and as human beings, we don't want, we don't want this, to, we don't want this to happen to any other parent, to any other human being, to have the experience what we had to go through. And that's the driving force and uh, behind what we're doing. So incredibly, thanks for sharing that. And obviously an incredibly difficult, difficult thing to go through t 10 or so years ago and, and massively, ma massive effect on, on yourself and family. And, it, you know, it, it, it's impossible for something like that not to change your life. Um, maybe not always change the course of your life, but with you, I mean, it sounds like from a career point of view, from everything you do, it's, it's become the focus. I mean, you know, in, in the tech space before and, and now, you know, in a, in a very different area. Did, had you had any exposure to 
um, to mental health, to well-being, or, or was this just the beginning of a completely new journey, which obviously now, 10 years down the track, you do know a lot, a lot about and are very knowledgeable with, but was it a completely kind of step in, in a new direction with, with what happened? In, in many ways, it, it was. In many ways, it was. It was like 180 degrees, uh, you know, from, uh, but having said that, I think it's interesting, it's a very interesting question because, uh, you know, if I, if I go back, and re, uh, you know, think about what happened during my life, actually, and which um, at the time we didn't know. I mean, when I was growing up, uh, which I realized years later that actually my mother had, you know, was going through depression in a big way. Uh, she was suffering from, you know, uh, depressive disorder. I mean, at the time we didn't know. And of course, back then, this is, we're talking about, you know, 50 years ago, 60 years ago, you know, nobody talks about it. Nobody knows what it is, right? But, but, but looking back, we, you know, we, we know now that she was going through, you know, some major, major depression. Uh, and actually, you know, that's why, that, that's one of the things I realized now is that what, what she had gone through and what she, even, even despite that, she was able to raise the kids. And, you know, I mean, I think I ended up okay. You know, so I think that's how, so she had her own life struggles. I think there's, a, there's some of that. And I, myself, of course, when I was a young person, you know, uh, I also went through some of my own, you know, uh, uh, struggles as well in terms of mental health. Yeah, I think, I think most of us do, right? Especially when you're a young person, you know, like when I was, first time I was uh, away from home studying, you know, overseas, like halfway around the world, you know, in a very, very different place, in, the, in a stranger in a strange land as a young person, that was very tough. So mm -hmm. I went through some of my struggles there as well, you know, but I, so everything, every, everything kind of came full circle, if you know what I mean. Yep. The other thing about this, Matt, is that, you know, now, I've been, you know, having been through all, you know, what I've, I'm actually, what I realize now is I'm, I'm, I'm applying everything I know. I'm, all my experience, all my expertise, uh, tech, you know, uh, what not, invest uh, uh, in, in to, to, to solve social issues. Yeah. So, yeah. So to me, that is probably, you know, what's the most, for me, it's very satisfying, you know, so I, I'm actually kind of living my ikigai, if you know what I mean. I, I'm expressing all my, you know, talent, everything, you know, what I, what I like to do, but applying in a way that's meaningful for me. And I hopefully meaningful for a lot of people. You know, and I think we made some impact over the years. Yeah, so, you know, so that, that's very, in a lot of ways, that, that's, that's, you know, personally very satisfying. So that's kind of the, yeah, so, so it's been kind of mental. So not just mental, because mental wellness is huge, mental health, but also just, just well-being in general. I didn't become my, you know, my, my as I said, my, my personal calling. You know, it's my calling, right, to, to make, uh, you know, what I call to, to help create everything I, all these initiatives to help bring about a kinder, gentler, more inclusive, more just, and more sustainable world. You're going to hear me say that a lot because that's kind of becoming my, my, my ethos now, my personal ethos. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so it's, it's about that. And that's the journey. And that's, the other thing about this, and I, I talk about this a lot, is that, you know, it's, it's, not just, it's not just totally, it's not totally altruistic in the sense that, you know, when I realize that if I, if I, if I can, you know, if I can help heal the world, I can also help heal myself. Yeah. I think they do, those things definitely go hand in hand. I mean, completely interconnected. 
Um, I just wanted to pick up on something there that you said, because I think interesting for me personally, but I think also for people that are listening, you know, this distinction, um, mental health and well-being. what are the distinctions? When I hear those words, I suppose I think of mental health as being, you know, looking at something, you know, if there is something that can be categorized or diagnosed, well-being being more general in terms of moving, you know, in a certain direction. What, what are the the distinctions between those two terms, if anything. Yeah, okay, the, the way, okay, the, the way I look at it, and this is not everybody's definition, but I look at, you know, some, a lot of people look, tend to look at mental health as one or zero kind of thing. You know, you, either you have it or you don't, yep. right? Whereas well-being, so, and it's largely about psychological, right? Well-being or mental well, well-being is, I think for me, is more holistic. Uh, and it's, it's a continuum. So we, we, you know, so we champion the idea of mental wellness, meaning that mental wellness is a journey that we all embark on, right? It's not like, okay, you know, I, I have achieved one on my mental health. And that's it. it's, all, it's, a, it's a lifelong journey, right? Wherever we are on this journey, we can always, we can always you know, get better and, and get to a better place. You know, and whether that's um, physically without, so let me define well-being. So we have the, we, I, we talk about the five pillars of well-being. One is physical well-being and that's obvious. What, you know, what you, you know, things like exercise, uh, sleep, good diet, you know, uh, uh, getting good rest and that sort of thing. That's mental well-being, you know, get, a, get some sunshine. Then you have uh, mental or intellectual well-being, right? Having a sense of curiosity about things, you know, staying hungry and, and staying foolish, right? So that's curiosity. I have a sense of, you know, just, just a, a thirst for, you know, curiosity about things, right? A life, what we call lifelong learning. Singapore likes to talk about, you know, lifelong learning, right? But what is that? That's just curiosity behind it. Mm. Then there's, and then there's um, uh, emotional well-being. You know, again, it's about, it's about being able to, uh, you know, letting go of, of uh, toxic emotions, you know, and, uh, and, and, um, and, and cultivating positive emotions, you know, um, uh, toxic emotion, you know, you know, the anger, hatred, jealousy, those kind of things, uh, yep. sadness, positive, uh, uh, cultivating positive emotion, you know, lo love, kindness, compassion, joy, equanimity. Right, those are the you know appreciation, gratitude, generosity. Those are all you know positive emotions. So that's emotional well-being, and then there's social well-being that we know about. You know, it's about supporting and receiving support from 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 others, right? The family or your friends, the social circle, and lastly, it's the spiritual well-being. You know, that's that's about you know it's about uh, I know what I, I like to say it's about. Uh, you know, connecting uh, to your higher self, you know, finding your, uh, finding your, your, your deepest truth. You know, it's about, it's about purpose and meaning and living a fulfilling life. So that's, that's, that's ultimately that's spiritual well-being. So, so when, I, when you say well-being, it's holistic and it's a continuum. I think mental health is quite more technical. I think people, when we talk about mental health, it's like, okay, it's psychological, and then usually, you know, if you if we don't have a, you know, depression, you're, you're, you're kind of okay on mental health. But I mm -hmm. think, so we like to, so we, we talk about well, mental well-being and well-being generally 
in, in that way, more of a holistic, more a continuum that we can all, wherever we are, we can, we can always, you know, uh, go to a higher ground, so to speak. Yep. Good. Thanks for clarifying that. And, and, you know, I think leading into my next question, it's probably a good segue. You know, you've, you've stepped into this at a time where there is way more awareness, which is a great thing. I, I think, you know, like you said, I mean, I, you know, all of us have challenging times. We've all, many of us experience, um, you know, mental health issues in, you know, either small ways or large ways. But I think the difference is now the, the recognition of what that is, is, is much more prevalent now. Whereas when I was growing up, um, you know, people didn't talk about it at all, actually. It was, you know, you just didn't hear anything about it. But you've, you've stepped into this at a time where there is, you know, an acceleration um, which is a good thing. At the same time, you know, what are you seeing in terms of the numbers? I watched your TED talk. I think that was from 2014, if I'm right. And you, you were, you know, you quoted some pretty shocking statistics there, which, yeah. you know, in many different ways. And, you know, what is the kind of state, what, what is the situation now when you look at yeah. mental health across the world and taking out of context, taking out the kind of 2020 situation, which we'll talk about, but you know, yeah. how, how are things going? There's obviously more of a kind of global effort or at least in certain countries to kind of support, um, you know, mental health and, and, and get people talking more. Um, you know, what are the stats like? What are the problems and, and how are we tracking against that? You know, are there more solutions is more being done? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the question. Yeah. So I think my TED talk was 2018, a bit more recent. Okay. Um, yeah. I think, I think it was 2018. Yeah. So yeah, no, when even, even, you know, get about, you know, when we're growing up, yeah, definitely nobody, no one even talks about it, but most people don't even know what it is, mm. you know, uh, but, you know, but even when we, when we launch our, you know, our over the rainbow mental wellness initiative, even that was like eight years ago, you know, it was also, even back then, as recent as eight years ago, it was a very different kind of landscape, even back then. You know, maybe there were like a handful, maybe a handful of organizations working in this area. Now there are many, 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 a lot more. And, yep. and, and government, of course, is taking this up big time. You know, there's a national, nationwide initiative called, uh, uh, what we call it, the uh, Beyond, Beyond the Label, which is, uh, is a, destigmatization of, of, you know, of, of mental illness. So that's been going on for a number of years now. That's a government initiative. Yeah. So that's primarily about getting people to, to, you know, to talk about it and then to kind of start to remove mental health issues as a stigma in society. Yep. You know? so, so there's a lot of that going on. Uh, but yeah, I mean, my gosh, uh, you know, uh, youth suicide, now is the number one number one cause of uh, death, right, uh, among young people in Singapore and pretty much around the world. Um, is it really? I didn't. I didn't realize that. Yeah, but... for young people, youth. I mean, they, they yeah. don't. They don't usually. I mean, they don't die by, right? I mean, you, you don't die usually die by illness or sickness, right, or or old age. So, so this is now the number one cause of death. Uh, you know, in many of the developed countries in the U.S., I think I, I, I was doing some research. It's, uh, I think two years ago, it was, it was uh, number two uh, for in the US yep. because number one was still uh, die in a, in, a, uh, uh, in a traffic accident. Young people tend to get, get into a traffic accident a lot, right? Uh, yep. Reckless driving. So that was still number one, but I don't know about now. 
that was a couple of years ago. And, and suicide was the number two, you know, but, but you hear so many more cases now, you know, maybe just awareness is near. More people are talking about it. There's a lot more, a lot yeah. of it because of uh, social media, you know, uh, because of, um, you know, you've seen some of those, right? What happened, you know, cyberbullying, people taunting, you know, people, uh, young people expressing their, you know, uh, their, their, their wish to die. And then they are encouraged on social media to go ahead and do it. There's things like that, you know, so which just doesn't help. Uh, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so yeah. So, you know, and the depression, I mean, yeah, anxiety, it's been going and you know, stress, not just youth, but, you know, for a lot of people, it's been going through the roof. Uh, and that's, and by the way, that's, that's causing, uh, that's causing, that's causing companies a lot of money, uh, you know, because of stress and stress related illnesses and, yeah. uh, productivity, of course. Right. And, uh, and of course, depression, I, I think, uh, even, even three years ago, I, I remember, you know, the, they, they were doing a survey in Singapore and I think they were saying that a quarter up to a quarter of youth, I think was age 20. 18 to 25, a quarter of youth have one or more symptoms of depression, you know, so that's much higher than what's officially reported. So this is actually, you know, a ground up kind of survey. Yeah. So, so, so number one, uh, things are pretty bad. Number two, they're probably underreported. Okay. <laughs> and the other, the other number I heard, Matt, was, and that really shocked me at the time. I think those two, couple of years ago, I, I I read somewhere that something like 22% of children in Singapore have had suicidal thoughts. Now, mind you, having suicidal thoughts is not the same thing as, uh, you know, doing it, right? Having a thought is different from, but, you know, still 22%, that's more than one-fifth of children. We're talking about really, really, you know, kids who are having suicidal thoughts. And, and what are they? When they say kids, what, what age is that? Sorry to run in. Like, what are, you, uh, are kids categorized kids. Under, under? This would be like primary. Okay. Wow. Primary, wow. Yeah. So six, seven, eight, nine, below that's, 10. That's crazy. That's, that's crazy. crazy. I forgot what I read that, but, oh. you know, but again, you look at how much stress kids are facing here, academic, the academic pressure. Yeah. I mean, this is what I wanted to ask you. I mean, you know, what is, what are these pressures? And we'll talk about technology in a minute. You know, it's, I, I just recently, as everyone seems to be watching at the moment, this Netflix documentary around um, mm. the social media and, and the pressures that it creates, uh, particularly for young women. Um, but th there are those. And we'll, but in terms of, yeah, what, is it schooling, the pressures, the pressure to perform within the academic system? It, is that part? I know in Japan, that's been a problem it, from, it, from the little the, bit I've known. But Singapore, is, is that yes. kind of? Yes, I think it's all quite, I think Japan, uh, Singapore, Korea, I mean, all the, all the Asian countries, I would say, yeah. uh, you know, academic, academic pressure is a, is a big one. It's a huge one, to, you know, the, the, um, the pressure to, to excel academically. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, they're, they're, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you heard of this, but, you know, this is a few years ago already, and there was, a, this, is a, this is a very sad story, okay? I think there was a 12-year-old girl and the mother, you know, I think, um, I mean, she was actually a very good student, but I think she got a, uh, she got a B on one of the subjects or something like that, uh, instead of an A. 
you know? And then the mother gave, really, really gave her a hard time. And you know what? She jumped and she took her own life. And uh, a 12-year-old girl. And then, um, and then, you know, and I think a few weeks later, mother felt so guilty that she jumped. So in a matter of a month, right? The family lost a daughter and then uh, two daughters, right? So the grandmother was saying, you know, I, you know <laughs> I lost two, you know, I lost my daughter and lost my granddaughter. And you know what, all because of one lousy bee, right? That's crazy. So that's crazy. I say, yeah, this is the story that was in the news in Singapore here. I, I did. I hadn't heard that, but I, when I lived in Singapore many years ago, I did have some kind of exposure in, in a different way to this, to this kind of cultural aspect where I, I was part of a youth group. I, I spoke there, a symposium, and, and you know, part of what I was talking about was my journey as, as, as a kid and then a, a young man leaving the UK. But I became friends and, and kind of mentored a couple of kids there yeah. who were massively under pressure because of the career path they were being kind of pushed into. And it was very much, for me, it was very much like, you know, the UK in the kind of 60s and 70s. And not that it's completely changed, but generationally, you know, I, I, 10, I'm going back 10, 15 years, you yeah. know, the, there was more of an expectation from parents in the UK at that point in time mm. Um, mm. for kids to travel. Yeah, go to uni, great. But it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter if you're not a doctor, a lawyer, um, you know, one of the, the kind of professions, whereas that's still, I think, I don't know now, but certainly then it still really existed in Singapore where there was this expectation that people followed that kind of path to, and it created, creates a lot of pressure. I, you know, spent yeah. time mentoring a young guy who wanted yeah. to do something completely different, yeah. but yeah, it is a real shame. And I, I'm sure things have changed. I'm going back more than 10 years, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I think, I think slowly changing. I, I think, I think, uh, but you know, but the pressure is still there. I mean, uh, and of course the pressure is, is highest at, at the most elite schools. And as you can imagine, it's a pressure cooker, right? Because I think yep. kids, not just not do families get pressure, parents, but you know, kids give each other pressure. Mm. Uh, that's where bullying comes in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, so there's, and, and, you know, of course they, a lot of times it's, it's shoved under the, the rug. Schools don't talk about it, but we know, we know from our experiences, from what we heard, you know, on the ground that it's, it's, it's pretty, the situation is pretty bad. And, uh, you know, and, and kids are, are really, really stressed out. And uh, not only that, but, you know, they, I mean, again, it's, it's expectations, you know, but I, I think, uh, but, you know, but, but we do have an, but I think you also see a, a trend that young people are more and more are kind of, you know, are talking about wanting to pursue their, pursue their passion more. Mm. I, think, I think you do hear that more. I hear that more. And that's what, you know, I, 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 and I, I talk to young people a lot. We work a lot with young people. I tell them, you, you know, you gotta, you know, you, gotta, you gotta follow your heart more. You know, you gotta connect to your heart because only the, only your heart can truly tell you what you, what you want to become, you know, not anybody else, but you know, that's going against the grain, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. And I agree with you though. I think again, you know, in more recent times in the last kind of decade, you're seeing a lot more of that. I mean, especially in Singapore, I think the kind of rise of, um, you know, entrepreneurship as a, um, 
you know, genuine career path in itself is really handy because it gives people a lot more choice. Of course, we need doctors, we need lawyers, but not everyone wants to be a doctor or a lawyer. And I, I think luckily Singapore has been, you know, it's been a real kind of hub of entrepreneurial innovation over the last 10, 15 years and in the social area as well, uh, social enterprise. So I think that really helps because when people sit down and, and look to follow their passion or, or purpose, then, you know, there's all these other things you can do when you look to kind of take on an entrepreneurial yes. focus. So yes. Singapore yes. certainly seems to have seeing us Singapore <laughs> from a regional point certainly seems to kind of lead the way in that, in, in that area, which is great. Yes. Well, I, yes, it, I think it is. There's no question. Uh, at the same time, it was a, it started off as a, you know, uh, like most things here as, as a government thing, right. Uh, initiative, mm. you know, and then, but they did create the environment, you know, where entrepreneur. But the other thing I I, I want to be mindful for also is that it, it you know, it, it hopefully not just yet another fashionable thing to do. You know what I mean? Entrepreneurship, yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, it's a good thing, but you know, at the same time, you, you got to go in for the right reason, as well. You know, and I mean. It, you know, and you know, and just to have some reality check in terms of you know, I, I think uh, you know what, you know, that that the kind of journey that you you'll be taking on as an entrepreneur. We know how hard that is, but there's no easy. There's no easy. Anything that's worth doing is not that's not easy, right? And sure. certainly includes entrepreneurship. You know, and so I I think you know, so there has to be some clarity around that as well. I mean, I, I can say that because I you know I, I've been an entrepreneur actually pretty much for the last 20, 25 years. And, uh, you know, I've been doing my own thing now. And, and so doing things for the right reason, have the right motivation, you know, it's very, very important. Yeah, definitely. And I think, yeah, I mean, agree to your point totally. I think, I suppose for me, it's just, there's more choice, you know, I think you've got the traditional kind of routes to, to careers. And I, I think that for me, the great thing about on the, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt, you know, it's got to be for the right reason and you've got to work hard, but yeah. the, the choice to be able to kind of make your own path is, is always very useful when you want to kind of follow your heart. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, this is a very different, we're, we're in a very different era. I mean, my gosh, you know, I remember my, my father, you know, I was growing up, right? Basically, I mean, uh, 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 that generation, right? Basically, they, they essentially work for one company, mm. yep. <laughs> right? You're the, the organizational man. Right. I mean, he had, he had a couple of jobs, but, you know, essentially you work for one or two companies, the same, essentially the same kind of career, you know, and, uh, and, and hopefully you retire with a pension, you know, and then, and then, you know, and then you ride off into the sunset and, you know, my generation and you too, Matt, I mean, it was, it was, you know, it was different. I think people are, are uh, you know, I, I, I don't know, I have at least five or six major career transitions in my own life, you know, sometimes willingly, sometimes, you know, you, it, it kind of happened, you know, uh, uh, from other, other forces, right, acting upon you, you know, uh, but, but, but my gosh, you know, in the new generation, you know, what, 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 what is it, what, 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 Generation Z, they call it? Oh, you've got me there. I don't know what the, I don't know what the, I don't know what the newest is. I lost track, I lost track, you know, it's, yeah. it's very different, and now, of course, you know, with now, of course, with the, the pandemic, I mean, things are completely changed or changing. Right? Yeah, they and, certainly are. <laughs> with yeah. this year, it's certainly been a um, been a year that we won't forget. So, 
Yeah, no. Changing yeah. the course of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I had a, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned schools before and you, you know, obviously the, you know, the, the issues with bullying and, and sometimes I think you, you, you said, you know, schools often may not report certain things or, or don't necessarily focus on, on changing certain areas. What, but more generally, when you look at education schools, what, what is being done around, you know, kind of well-being is there is there a focus is the education where we as a business we're finding ourselves in that place and we're in that sector and we're seeing some things being done we're seeing proactive kind of approaches mm -hmm. to understanding mm -hmm. um the, the mental health students and, and monitoring and make sure everything's okay are you, are you seeing that and and obviously you speak at events that are kind of youth related are, are yeah. you seeing schools take more of an active role in in kind of protecting or we're yeah, looking seeing, out for mental health? We're seeing some, we're seeing some, uh, but you know, I don't think it's yet a, uh, I think you see pockets perhaps, you know, uh, because again, if you, if you think about it, you know, schools have KPIs, right? The yep. Singapore school system has KPIs. So, you know, so I, I think, I think unless, Unless you know you have a, uh, a, a I don't know an innovator if you will or a maverick in the system as a principal you know you you usually want you take the safe route right rather than creating change which yep. is very which is very tough in the Singapore system but I think there are there are pockets there are the more enlightened ones I think I think you see some you know I mean some schools some universities have some do better than others I mean I remember 10 years ago I visited uh, not 10 years ago and maybe six or seven years ago I visited SMU Singapore Management University and they don't they don't call their uh, center they don't call it the counseling center I, I think some a lot of schools still call them they call it the student 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 well-being center or student wellness center something like that yeah so that's a that's a so that's a kind of a a, a different, you know, looking at it from a different uh, perspective, right? And, uh, you know, so that, that's, I think that's kind of going, that, I think that's in the right direction. Yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, and so, so if, you, if you walk into the center, it's, it's, it's just like going to, you know, see a counselor, then a place where you can actually chill out, you can, you know, there's some, you have some water features flowing, you have some plants around. So, you know, it's a place that where you can gain some, maybe some, some, some peace and, and calmness and clarity, you know? So that's, that's the space that they were trying to create. Of course, they still have counselors. Yep. A lot of places still call this, you know, uh, you know, student counseling center. And guess what? Students don't want to go there. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's, yeah. They don't want to get caught, they don't want to get caught having the fellow students seeing you walk into a student counseling center. Yeah, framing it in the positive. And I think this kind of, I mean, not that counseling is at all taboo, but, but of course, yeah, it's just that kind of label is not helpful sometimes. It's, yeah. it's, it's focusing on there is a problem rather than there is a solution, so. Yeah, um, absolutely, yeah. And yeah. another thing is this whole destigmatization, I think is still, still there, you know, I mean, I mean I mean, you know, I mean, if people are going to get bullied for, for example, for, you know, for, for, you know, going to see a counselor, whatever reason, I don't know, I, I'm just saying, right, uh, or, you know, having exp expression, some kind of, you know, uh, mental health issues, uh, you know, that's, that's a problem we have in the society. Mm. You know? So, so we got to get around that and, and just, you know, encourage people to, to reach out, 
you know, because that's exactly what's needed. And uh, to be able to talk about it, uh, to, to normalize, you know, hey, you know, we, this is something that we all gonna go through, right? At some point in our life, right? No one, I don't think, right? No one, I don't think anyone is immune. I don't think anyone can say they go through life without such challenges. I think everybody, right? Uh, whether you you know, sooner or later, right? And, and, you know, we're going to, we have anxiety, we have depression, even chronic, you know, chronic, right, conditions. So that's the thing we gotta, you know, we gotta, we gotta make mental health sort of, and that's some of the efforts that are going on to, to normalize that, you know, because mental health is, it's, it's health, right? Like, 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 like physical health. I, I think that's a massively important distinction. I think what you said then, you know, just stating the fact, yeah, it's not about, it's not about mental health. It's not about percentages one in fours, all this kind of stuff. I, yeah, I think what you said then is so important. If you know, The reality is everyone at some point, you know, no one cruises through life without having a difficult time at some point. I, I don't and, know anyone, do you? Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't, but it, yeah, I don't at all. And I think really what you just said then, it, it is, it's health, right? It's not, yeah, yeah. yeah everyone has a different, and, and I think when you look at it that way, there is zero stigma because it's about all of us. And in the same way, if you look at it like physical health, I mean, your physical health suffers if you're not looking out for yourself. Yeah. And yeah, same thing yeah, mental, mentally really, as well. If you're not looking for your, you're not doing the self-care, proper self-care, that the thing we talked about, the well-being, you know, yep. then you suffer, you know. And again, but this is the this is the but this is the big elephant in the room, Matt. You know, I, I give a lot of talks. And you know, one of the things a lot of times I, I one of the things I would start off is you know just to kind of break the ice. So, I, so I, you know, sometimes you have a hundred hundred people or hundreds of people in the room. I would say I would go around and say, hey, you know, how many here in the audience either have experienced or know or have someone in your family or know of a friend of a friend of a friend who has experienced some kind of mental health issues? You know, how many people raise their hand? I would hope everyone. I mean, not that yeah, I yeah. hope being a kid, but I, yeah, <laughs> right. you know what I mean. Yeah, just I mean, I, about everyone. Just I think, about everyone. I mean, ninety-five percent. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. And okay, and uh, then, and then, you know, so it's a big elephant in the room, right? That that nobody talks about. Yeah. You no. Know? So and it's, it impacts everybody. I mean, that's the thing. You know, everybody's it's touch everyone in some way, shape, or form. I mean, touch it's touch me and my family in a big way. But, you know, it's touch everyone. I'm no one to talk to, everyone I talk to have, you know, have, been, you know, have, will raise their hand, right? So, yeah, so uh, it's, you know, so, so, so again, it's high time that we open it all up, right? And, and not continue to, you know, and I need to, again, you know, like in the school, you know, because it starts, it starts, starts, starts uh, everything starts young, right? A lot of, a lot of things, right? Our, including our mental health. So, you know, I know the schools, for example, there, I think a lot of schools just scared to death to talk about, you know, to, 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 to make this as an issue for their school, mm. right? Because again, you can imagine, you know, being stigmatized. Oh, that's the school that, you know, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and, you know, and so, and that's, that's unhealthy. So I think, I think you know, something, I, I think, but again, if everybody starts talking about everybody, you know, can start kind of, kind of normalizing mental health is, hey, it's just, it's, 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 it's just part of the, our health condition, isn't it? Except that you cannot, it's harder to measure and it's harder to see. We don't, we can't see it, but it is, it's very real. 
It is. And I, you know, this is, we were talking just before we jumped on the podcast, you were talking about the things that you do every day, uh, which kind of got me to jot down a question I have, which is, you know, I don't think there's one size fits all, but you know, what, what advice would you give in terms of people at least giving themselves the best chance at, you know, decent, good mental health, well-being. Mm. You know, what are there? Are there? Is there kind of general advice you can give? Is it not really one size fits all? You know, what kind of advice would you give to people? Yeah, to look okay. out themselves? yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, remember I talked about the the five pillars. Yep. Okay, practice that. <laughs> A serious. It's not. It's not. It's not something that. It's not theoretical. Mm. Um, you know. I, I, so, so if you can practice the, the five pillars of well-being, uh, and again, the five are physical, right, uh, emotional, uh, intellectual, uh, social, and even spiritual, right? And actually, ultimately, spiritual is most important because after, at the end of the day, we are, we are, you know, we're on a spiritual journey, and um, you know, so uh, I mean, I mean finding, when, so when you finding, say finding purpose and meaning. So when you say practice the five pillars, you mean look at activities that support those pillars. So obviously physical, everyone understands, yeah. you know, you, yeah. you go out, you know, yeah. do whatever it is, bike, go to the yeah. gym, yeah. Um, you know, social. Uh, I, I mean, some of these pillars, I suppose, are yeah, social, personal kind of reflections yeah. on does that, you know, what do I need to do to kind of fulfill that side of, yeah. of my life in a way that's positive. Yeah. Is, is that what you mean? Activities within each pillar? I, yes, absolutely. A set of practices. I mean, social, it's about, it's about uh, giving help and receiving help and re receiving support, right? Both ways, uh, including volunteering. I mean, actually volunteering is very powerful. And, and, and part of what we do, uh, uh, you know, because all, as you know, we talked about it last time that you know, all the organizations I run today are volunteer run. And, and then when you give volunteer, some of them are having, not many, I mean, like, like me included, we have our own life struggles, right? But when you're giving, you know, meaningful work and, and res responsibility, right? And support, it, it does amazing things. Uh, we have seen so many people that come to that, you know, our system, like we provide an environment. It's not just you giving them help, right? It's not about, it's not about just being a crutch. It's about giving them the opportunity Right to exercise their their talent, their interests, their skills. Right, so so it's about providing you know that, and um, and that's very very powerful. So it's less about you helping them, more about you helping them to help themselves. Mm. You know, so so we call that self care. You know, and and so all 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 of what we do is around that. Of course, we you know we. I mean, you know, professional help is needed and there's some people needs that because they, they reach a certain stage where they need psychological or counseling or, you know, psychotherapy help, right? But at the end of the day, that's only a very small part, right? If we, if we, want, if we want to, you know, have, live a, um, a healthy and vibrant life, we want to prevent things like that. We need to practice those things, right? And that's, that's what most of the effort, what we call pre this is upstream stuff right? So that we, we won't get there in the first place, right? So, and this is very important. The other aspect, so this is, a, you know, all the, the five pillars, doing activities for yourself that, you know, that, that exercise those, and they are interrelated, obviously, right? And, uh, and they're all linked, 
right? And then there's, uh, and there's what we call community care, you know, where, where, and that's not professional care, but, but you know, it's like uh, commu the community provides some support. So, so we're, we're actually launching one of those uh, in uh, uh, the end of this year, beginning of next year, where we, we, are, we are providing, we are launching a brand new service called OTR Listens. And that's where we, uh, we have trained, we have a, a real-time uh, chat line, text-based chat line, that's all provisioned by volunteers, trained volunteers, by just providing youth, you know, uh, uh, young people with a listening ear, right? Uh, and, and a place for emotional outlet. And that's usually the first stop, right? We don't, people don't tend to want to go see a professional person. To, 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 so they want a more informal kind of, you know, relationship, like, like someone who's willing to lend them a listening ear. So that's, so we're launching that and that, that's the community, what we call the community care, right? So, so again, your question, so there are, to me, there are, there are kind of three big pieces in the ecosystem. One, and most important is self-care, right? Because ultimately the only one that can truly care for us is ourselves. And we can do stuff, right? That, that, can, that can achieve that. That's gonna be majority. Second thing is community care, right? So things that we can all support each other. Right, we, can, we all can become better mental health, uh, mental health first aid people, right? If we, if we have some knowledge, right? We can listen better. And then lastly, for those small percentages, you know, that, that have, you know, that have kind of have reached, uh, and that it this takes time, right? To reach a, a clinical stage of, of, uh, of, of the, of this, you know, of, of uh, mental health issues, then they may, you know, they will need uh, professional help like counseling or, or psychotherapy. Okay, great. Look, thanks for that, Yenlu. That, that gives some good, I think, perspective for our listeners. So, um, I didn't really have any more questions. I'm kind of at the end, but it is, you know, before we knock off, was there anything I haven't asked that you'd like to, to mention? And, um, you know, also where can people find out about you if they'd like to go and learn more about yourself and the work they do and potentially get in touch if, if they can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, so over the rainbow, uh, Singapore, that's, that's, uh, so that's, that's when we're very active there. Just look at us, look us up on internet. Uh, and you can always, uh, you know, you can always contact us, uh, contact at overtherainbow.sg. Yeah, you can reach us via Facebook uh, and, I'll, and we'll, we'll answer your call. Not call, we'll answer your message. And then the other big platform that, I, that I've also launched is the mentoring, Asia Institute of Mentoring. Yeah. And you right. can find us there as well. You can find me there as well. Yeah. All right. In a few other places. But those are the two big platforms that, you know, that's, that's um, yeah, that, that we started and we're growing. Right. Well, I will leave, uh, I will leave links to those, um, to those organizations in the, in the notes on the, when I, when I published the podcast. So uh, anyone who's listening now, if you didn't catch that, you can look in the, in the, in the notes and you'll find those links. So. Thank you, Matt. Great. Yen Lu, really, really appreciate you giving some time and I hope everything is uh, okay in Singapore and that you get to, to travel. We were chatting just before and I know, I know you would love to travel yeah, overseas again at some point wait. soon. So we, no, I'm feeling much. Me, I, yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, feeling much the same here in, Thailand. I'm very fortunate. I can't really give too many complaints, but yes. I do look forward to the borders opening up and we can all share a, you know, a, a drink or a, a handshake, whatever, whatever else it is. And, I, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd love to, I'd love to do that. All right. Yeah. Okay. All Matt. The best. 
Okay. Have a a good afternoon. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. This is a podcast from Task. Task helps you create and measure impact. For more information, please visit task.io.